Hey everybody, it's Kadabra from Smoke to Smoke. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give y'all the 411 on two companies with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. You've heard me talk about these guys in previous episodes because I really love what they've got to offer. If you're looking for some high-quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys at 3Chi and Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, and even want to have the option to customize your own bundles, check out Moonwalker. Now, 3Chi, on the other hand, is near and dear to my heart because, as you guys know, I talk a lot about their HHC products, but they've got so much more than that. They've got Delta 8 and Delta 9 edibles, and I'm talking taffy and cereal bars, not just the cookies and gummies. They've also got a nice selection of CBD carts, different blends for different needs like sleep and inflammation. So be sure to check these guys out. I'll link them in the show notes along with my affiliate links. Use this for a little bit off on me. It mean a lot. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be sharing a very simple edible recipe. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I am simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Alright, so for today's episode, I wanted to try something a little different and share with y'all my process and recipe for can of butter and simple, magical blackjack sugar cookies. The method I'm going to break down for y'all today is my personal favorite because it's easier for me to control the dosing, it didn't take a long time, the edibles didn't have a weedy taste at all, and they were very effective at putting me to sleep. In the original recipe for my cookies, I made the dosage very high on accident because I was just kind of experimenting around, so for today's breakdown, we're going to be making more cookies than I made in my batch um, with the same amount of ingredients. Just so that way nobody's getting way too stoned. Uh, Still though, these cookies are for my higher tolerance can of consumers out there. So I strongly advise you don't make these cookies at all if you've got a lower tolerance. And the dispensary edibles are actually a good entry level dose for you as far as edible goes. Uh, They come in at around 5 to 10 milligrams of THC per cookie, brownie, or edible... (laughs) Uh, all they're all edibles for cookie brownie or gummy and 
I'd say, yeah, start out with that. Um, because if you got a lower tolerance, that's going to be a more comfortable ride for you instead of these. Uh, but for those of you out there that have got a um, higher tolerance, you're more of a seasoned smoker, let's get started with what you'll need today. The equipment you'll need. Dab tool, but you can use a toothpick or a butter knife if you don't have one. Small, oven-safe ceramic bowl. I picked this up at Walmart in the baking section for a couple of bucks. Oven-safe glass pie pan. One spatula. Spoon to scoop up cookie dough. Two large, non-stick cookie sheets. Medium-sized saucepan. Funnel. Mason jar. One large mixing bowl. Ingredients you'll need. One stick of Kerrygold butter. For these cookies, I use salted butter. And you do have the option of using the store brand, but I like Kerrygold because it does have a little bit of a higher fat content than the store brand. But it does work. One egg. One and a half tablespoons canola oil. One third cup rainbow sprinkles. Cooking spray. One package of Betty Crocker sugar cookie mix. Making cookie edibles is the easiest for me because I have more control over the dosage. Regardless of what stony dessert you're going to make though, be sure to choose a recipe that calls for butter or something high in fat or oil so that the concentrates will be able to bind to it. Otherwise, you run the risk of the concentrate not mixing with your recipe properly, if at all. One gram of your indica dominant concentrate of choice. For this recipe, I chose blackjack batter concentrate, but you do have the option of making these cookies with an indica dominant delta 8 concentrate if you don't live in a legal state or don't have a dispensary near you or you aren't a legal patient in your state. When it comes to choosing a concentrate for these sleepy time cookies, have your bud tender if you live in a legal state have your bud tender guide you in the direction of an indica dominant hybrid with at least some amount of CBN because that particular cannabinoid works great as a sleep aid. Like I said previously, these are by default some pretty potent cookies. That's because concentrates usually range anywhere from 60 to 90-ish percent THC, which converts to 600 to 900 milligrams of THC per gram when infused into a batch of cookies. So... The first step when it comes to making these cookies is going to be activating the THC in your concentrate of choice. You're going to do that by decarboxylating the concentrate in the oven. Let's say uh, decarbing for short. Crack open your gram of concentrate or your half grams if you're making a hybrid cookie and transfer your concentrate from the jar it came in into your small oven safe ceramic bowl. The little bowl that I have is probably no more than like uh, a fourth of a cup, maybe a third of a cup in size. But if you couldn't find it in Walmart, because I happened across it because I've been walking up and down the aisle looking for something to hold my concentrate in, 
Uh, you can also use a ramekin. Make sure it's oven safe um, if you can't find the little ceramic bowls. Um, you have a variety of concentrates out there for you to work with. Um, the easiest concentrate to work with is probably going to be the shatter, but my personal choice, I use batter, which has the consistency of cake batter. Set your oven to 215 degrees Fahrenheit and let it preheat. Once your oven is done preheating, set your ceramic bowl or ramekin onto a glass pie pan and set it in the center rack of your oven. Let it decarb in the oven for about an hour. At about 15 minutes in, you should see that it will start melting. At about a half hour in, you'll see all the little bubbles in the concentrate forming. 45 minutes in, bubbles should still be forming but now at a much slower rate. And finally, once you hit the hour mark, you'll be good to take the concentrate out of the oven. Decarbon is a very important step to take before infusing cannabis into food, no matter the form of the cannabis product. Um, there's a, a very couple of small exceptions to, to this. Um, I'm going to link an article on, from Leafly that kind of gives you like a um, frequently asked questions that explains a little bit more about the other concentrates that um, you don't have to decarb. But for the um, general rule, you're going to have to decarb these concentrates, and that's because the process of decarboxylation activates the raw products, known in that state as THCA, and, convert, and converts it into THC. And it's the same if you, like, combust it when you're smoking a joint. The A at the end of THCA means that it's in its acidic form until the right amount of heat is added to it and from there its psychoactive potency is activated for can of goodies or if you're smoking it it's activated for that too when your concentrate has been in the oven for around 40 to 45 minutes it's a good it's probably a good time to put the um, butter in the saucepan and melt it on the lowest possible setting I like using the Kerrygold butter because it's got a higher fat content than the regular store brand butter, but the regular store brand butter will work as well. Also be sure to add in your one and a half tablespoons of canola oil just to help the concentrate bind better. Whatever oil you choose to add in, you can even use coconut oil if you want. Just make sure like whatever you're choosing is high in fat because the THC in your concentrate needs fat molecules to bind to. I hit it with a spoon a couple times when it was melting just to make it feel like to me like it was melting faster even though it probably wasn't but while I'm saying uh, melted at around 40 to 45 minutes in of the decarb process is because you want to time this out just right otherwise your concentrate is going to be sitting out and it might harden up a little bit. Um, or if you leave it in the oven for too long, it might over-process and then process out some of those cannabinoids and the potency. See the problem? So yeah, about 40-45 minutes in, you're going to want to put the butter on the um, so in the saucepan because, oh my gosh, it takes, it's so slow melting. 
But once your concentrate has been decarbing for the full hour, pull it out of the oven and transfer it directly into your butter. Stir the concentrate into your butter thoroughly to make sure that it's evenly distributed into the mixture. Once it's all bound and stirred together, um, I let it sit on the stove and simmer for a few minutes on the lowest setting and I stirred it from time to time before I used a funnel to pour the mixture into a mason jar. Now, according to Leafly, you don't want your can of butter mixture to exceed 200 degrees Fahrenheit, otherwise you risk burning out the terpenes and cannabinoids. Your butter should not at all come to a boil. Like I said, just be sure to keep your mixture on the lowest setting. And after you're done with the um, butter, you don't want to start cooking with it immediately. You got to let it sit in the fridge for about an hour at least. Some people let it sit overnight to um, truly let the uh, concentrate and the butter bind with each other. Um, but like an hour will do it, an hour or so. So now you've got to wait a little while before we can proceed while the butter sets. So this is probably a good spot to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Before we move into the last half of today's episode, I wanted to tell y'all a little bit about the strain of concentrate I chose to make this particular batch of magical sugar cookies. Blackjack is an indica-dominant hybrid strain that was created by crossing the strains Black Domina and Jack Harer. The batch of batter I picked up had about 69% THC in it, but this strain also has small amounts of CBN in it as well, which is kind of like a weed melatonin that helps regulate sleep. According to allbud.com, blackjack is a popular strain amongst medical patients due to it having the potential to relieve symptoms associated with insomnia, nausea, PTSD, lack of appetite, and gastrointestinal issues, as well as anxiety, chronic pain, stress, mood disorders, and depression. I enjoyed this strain a lot. The effects slowly crept up on me, but when it fully hit my body, I was in like a different dimension. The strain provided me with a full body melting euphoric high, uh, but it didn't lock me to the couch or anything. It just, uh, like my muscles were completely relaxed. Uh, if you're having a hard time gaining an appetite or getting food down, this strain is fantastic because you'll definitely have the munchies after you eat it or after you smoke it. I mean, I, I ate it because these are cookies, but you know, like no matter how you consume this strain, it will definitely help for those munchies. Now, when it came to doing research for this strain, I found that there was also a different strain out there that has the same name. But instead of it being a cross of Black Domina and Jack Harer, it's a cross of Black Domina and Jock Horror, which is weird. But to my understanding, it's a European local strain, and the two strains are very similar. But Jock Horror Blackjack doesn't have any CBN in it, thus it's not as effective for insomnia. Now, once you've made your can of butter and it's finished setting in the refrigerator, because remember, it's got to set in there for about an hour, 
It's time to make some schmackin' cookies. Take your Betty Crocker, not sponsored, sugar cookie mix and dump it into your mixing bowl. After that, you want to take your can of butter out of the fridge and empty it into the same bowl as your cookie mix. Next, add your one-third cup of rainbow sprinkles in there to brighten up your magical cookie dough. You don't have to add in the rainbow sprinkles if you don't want to, or you can substitute that with a different type of sprinkles or chocolate chips. That's up to you. Creative liberty there. But finally, you're going to want to crack and add in an egg. Mix everything together with a spatula or with your hands until the dough has been evenly combined. Next, Spray down your two cookie sheets with your cooking spray of choice and set them up next to you so you can start filling them up. If you don't want to use cooking spray, uh, you can use like parchment paper and put that down as put that down as a substitute. But I I, I mean I'll go either way. I like the cooking spray more preferably though, uh, kind of because it gives it like a little buttery crisp crispiness on the bottom. But uh, this would also be a good time for you to preheat your oven to 200, 220 degrees. Uh, with a spoon, begin to scoop up 16 little cookie balls and lightly smash them into discs with your hands, but not super flat. Um, spread them out on your cookie sheet far enough so that they won't touch when they start baking. But if they do touch a little bit when they start baking, that's not going to be like um, like an end-all. You just like break them apart. You'll, you'll still be able to eat them. Just make sure they don't mold into one big cookie mound. Because then you're going to have to really watch that dosing. Um, place them on the middle rack in your oven once it's done preheating. And bake it for about 12 to 15 minutes. After that 12 to 15 minutes, pull them out and let them cool before you dig into one because as tempting as it might be, you will you will fucking burn your mouth if you try eating one of these as soon as it comes out of the oven. So don't do it, man. Now, before you eat a cookie, let's do the math. I'm doing this with the help of the um, edible dosage calculator from Barahill, which I'll be sure to link in the show notes. To make the can of butter for these cookies, I used 1 gram of concentrate with 69% THC and around 2% CBN mixed into 1 stick or half a cup of butter. If you include the tablespoon of canola oil that I added in there, that's about six-tenths of a cup of butter and oil. I used the whole batch of can of butter in the cookies, which I'd say is roughly 27 tablespoons in the recipe. I know that seems like a weird measurement, but I'm just giving y'all a reference based off of the dosage guide, step-by-step um, step how I filled it in, and I, like I said, I'm going to link that in the show notes just so you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about when you actually look at it. Now, like I said, this recipe is making more cookies than I originally made, but trust me, they were plenty, like these will still be plenty effective. 16 cookies total means each cookie will have about 18 milligrams of CBN 
and 40 milligrams of THC. Uh, the best part, or maybe something to keep caution of, is that these cookies um, have a very, very light, virtually non-existent weedy taste and smell to them. So please don't mistake them for regular cookies. Also, an important disclaimer, if you have children, please keep these cookies away from them. Uh, because it's not going to have good effects on them if they eat one or heaven forbid multiple of these. Uh, the first time I made these cookies, they were so damn delicious and I couldn't help myself, so I ate two. After about 40 minutes or so, I was starting to get worried that the cookies weren't going to hit. Close to about an hour or so after taking them though, man y'all, uh, I was I was hella fried, roasted, and toasted, uh, and it was some of the best sleep I had ever gotten in my life. <laughs> like um, the first time in a long time that I didn't need to use any over-the-counter or prescription sleep aid, which was awesome. And I didn't have any problems winding down to sleep, which I like I usually do, which was also pretty fantastic. But I've got a higher tolerance, and these knocked me the fuck out. So, imagine the effects they'd have on a kid, so please be cautious of where you keep your stash and stuff laying around, uh, put these up. But, yeah, the next day, um, the next day is where I ran into some issues. The cookies I made had about 60 milligrams of THC each, and I remember I ate two of them the first night because they were like real soft and warm and uh, they snuck up on me and man they had me real goofy the next day I woke up and I was I was still rocking a very stony buzz and I was like Ooh, I, this is this is gonna be a problem like I was feeling really good and real mellow which was nice but I had stuff to do man it was not an off day I made it through the day, though, undetected, but that's the most mellow and giggly and just all overall good mood I've been in um, in a hot minute, and I wasn't back to normal feeling or, uh, yeah, back, let's say back to homeostasis until about, like, lunchtime or something. Um, my body was still, like, it was on, like, a, like a nice buzzy trip, man. But actually, like it, it didn't start. My body didn't start aching throughout the day like it does usually. Um, it was easier for me to get more in the flow of work than I normally would have been able to without taking like a couple pauses for my back or my 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 arm. And it was I was like, hmm, okay, but that's not something I'm going to do regularly. Like hell no, I can't do that. I, I do not plan on eating that many cookies again, um, especially not at one time. <laughs> I might not even spread that out over the course of the day. Keep it to like one cookie a day at most. Um, and I definitely don't recommend that any of y'all try that either because being stoned for like a full day or so just about can be very overwhelming to some can of consumers. Uh, and y'all know 
I promote smoking and consuming cannabis responsibly and definitely be sure to use the dosage calculator when you're making your own edibles just so you get a better grasp of how potent you're making the cookies if you're choosing to change the dosage or if you're getting a concentrate that's got like a higher potency and it wouldn't hurt to like if you're using the higher potency to maybe use just like a half gram of the concentrates um, if you want not telling you what to do I'm just saying that's probably the best thing to do so you're not blitzed because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll still get the job done these cookies um, they actually lasted me a long while too um, over a week maybe two weeks it's been a while but yeah it, it lasted me like like they'll last me a while um, I didn't eat one every night though because I didn't want to overstimulate my CD1 receptors and heighten my tolerance too much. Um, for those of you who don't follow the Instagram or don't look at the Dabtionary post, CD1 receptor is basically in your brain. Um, it's part of the endocannabinoid system and it's how the cannabinoids, um, it's what they attach to to interact with your body. Uh, depending on the person, edibles can take anywhere from about 30 minutes to an hour, um, an hour and a half to kick in. So it's best to start with a smaller dose, like um, a fourth or a half of a cookie, and work your way up from there as needed. Because you don't want to accidentally overshoot how much of the cookie you should have eaten, because being way too baked is way worse than being not baked enough. Because you can work from there. Hey you. Yeah, you. Do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoketosmoke420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the podcast a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that Smoke to Smoke has an Instagram now? Check it out and look out for Anatomy of the Strain and Dabtionary Infographics. Thank you for tuning in this week. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly. And hey, don't eat too many of those cookies. Especially not all at once. I'll see you next Wednesday.